0: Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting Brought to you by Dext
1: And a special shout out to one of our new commercial sponsors for this podcast it's pro nation martin this is a really exciting game changer in the accounting world
2: yeah the buzz right now from accounting community perspective so we're not short of accounting communities so what's going on here and the three heads is better than one approach has been taken and we've got three practitioners here in pro nation who are leading a community for all sizes of firms And because they are practitioners who have worked with thousands of firms themselves around the world in an advisory capacity, they understand the common frustrations and they have the knowledge from practice growth, to practice technology, to practice systems, to help members step-by-step break through the barriers of resistance that are holding those practitioners back from building the firm they really want
1: let's their name's Martin, you're talking about Lucy Cohen, Will Feinnell, Carl Reader. They're the new breed of influencers coming through. They've graced international stages now. They're owning accounting firms themselves, so they've been there and done it. And this gets around the old problem of one guru, one mentor, my way or no other way. But here we've got perspective, haven't
2: we? Yeah, I mean, three different firms, three different types of firms and brought them into seven figures as well, which is often a very difficult barrier for any sort of firm owner to break. So basically what they're saying is that if a practitioner wants more time, uh, if they want, you know, as in discretionary time, if they want more money, if they want more self-confidence, and if they want a better team around them or the team they've got to stay longer, then that's the sort of support they're going to find and to help them achieve in ProNation.
1: Amazing. And we're asking them now to join the nation, Martin, are Where can people find out more?
2: Exactly thereof. Yes, jointhenation.co.uk. That's jointhenation.co.uk. Gives you all the information you need and gives you a chance to apply to join at a size of firm dependent or size of firm specific level. And this
1: is international as well. So go to
2: jointhenation.co.uk, take a look
1: at what's on offer there. This is a new community for a new age. Welcome to Best Practice in Accounting with me, Robert. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, five shows going out every day of the work week. On Monday is Success in Accounting. This is our flagship show with high-level panel discussions. Tuesday is Insights in Accounting, where we take a piece of the news and relate it to your life as an accounting professional. Wednesday is Influences in Accounting, with a deep dive one-to-one interview with a special guest or expert. There's the show which is today's Best Practice in Accounting, and we have with a special guest, Lucy Cohen. Hello, Lucy.
0: Hello, Rob. And Lucy,
1: you sometimes appear on our Friday show, which is UK Matters in Accounting. That is obviously recognising that the world revolves around the United Kingdom and we have issues all of our own that don't relate to the rest of the world. So more on that show another time. (laughs) But Lucy, when it comes to best practice, you are there doing it. You're running an accounting firm here in the UK. What's caught your eye this week?
0: This week, I was thinking long and hard about at what point you seek external advice for an issue situation, a challenge. And I, if I'm entirely candid, I think that in the past, I've definitely waited too long to seek advice um, and seek outside expertise to my detriment. And so I just wanted to talk a bit about that today. When we
1: talk about seeking advice, accountants as a breed, they are the trusted advisors. They are the ones with the answers. They're the ones who are supposed to know everything. They're the ones that stand in the gap there and their clients come to them with all of the questions. So how is this relevant for their world, Lucy? Well,
0: therein lies the rub, is that we think we know everything and not in an arrogant way, but because we position ourselves as trusted advisors and because so many people look to us as those experts, you only have to think about the number of times you're out for dinner and a group of friends and someone in that group goes, oh, I just pick your brains about <laughs> insert tax problem or whatever else it happens all the time it must happen to other people it happens to doctors we've all been that annoying friend who's got a gp for doctor and can you look at this rash or something so it happens and it's because publicly accountant is a profession that people look at and respect and go you must be very wise i get asked for things outside of accountancy advice outside of accountancy from friends all the time because they trust my opinion they think that i'm considered but that means that we don't leave very much space for ourselves to think about when we need support, or when we need advice, because we sort of feel like, well, shouldn't I know this? So we find it very hard to seek the right advice, or even even worse, identify when we actually need it. And that's when we get the burnout, and we get the mental health issues, and we get the problems. It's worth
1: drawing a distinction between the words help and advice. For me, asking for help, which is equally valid in this context, is seeking support from others advice is a little bit more what's in your mind help sometimes implies somebody's going to have to do something whereas advice implies i can stand where i am doing what i'm doing and tell you something that will help the situation but we're talking about both here nobody can do it on their own there's a famous quote by martin rutter and he says you've got to do it by yourself but you can't do it alone and it basically means for any task you've got to do the training yourself In your nine-to-five job, most of it you do by yourself. You're on the phone doing that on your own. You're working your spreadsheets. You're doing your tasks on your own. But the whole thing, you can't do it by yourself. So we can't exist as an island. I sound like I'm coming out with platitudes. But we do need to reach out beyond our own resources and call it in.
0: Yeah, and it's recognising when to do that. That's the really hard bit. It's really easy to get buried in the day-to-day and also to think that you should be able to to cope you know we've talked in previous shows about resilience and kind of mental fortitude and accountants are some of the most resilient people I know and they will just keep dealing with pressure until they crack and when you're doing that and when you're down in the weeds and let's say for example you want to grow your practice or you want to grow your business and you're stuck in the weeds because you maybe not asked for help which is getting someone else on board to assist you in doing the day-to-day so you've not done that so you're still doing that and then you're thinking well I want to grow my practice but I'm not I haven't got time to do sales And I barely got time to deliver what I've got there. So I'd never know how to do it. And then you're in this kind of perpetual cycle of I want to, but I can't. And then if I do, I still can't. That's when you ask for advice. But so few of us do it because if somebody looked at your situation externally, it would probably take them 15 minutes. It's always the way, isn't it? You can't, literally you can't see the wood for the trees. You're in there, you're stuck in the weeds, you're in the granular detail, and you're not looking up to see what direction you're going. You're just looking at the next tree, the next tree, the next tree. And you can't see you. Where you're supposed to be going, someone else coming in with a bit of a bird's eye view could go, Oh, that's that's a path, just take a left there, and you'll be on your way. And we need to be better at identifying that we're doing that and not just feeling like we have to keep plowing on because then we lose so much opportunity. There's
1: something to be said of weakness as well, it takes a certain vulnerability and even inner strength to admit that you're not coping. We had a guy called Andy Solkeld on our show. Some time ago, former employee of a big four accounting firm talked about the pressures of being in that environment and he had nowhere to go. He couldn't admit that he wasn't coping very well, that he was struggling, that he was drowning. And of course, the more you can't admit a weakness, the more you can't ask for help, the deeper in you get and the more of a breakdown you're going to have. And in the end, he tried to take his own life. So Goodness. that takes it a long way away from what you're talking to right now. So what are some of the signs that you can't handle this yourself, Lucy, and you do need to reach out?
0: Overwhelm. So that feeling of overwhelm. So that moment where you open up your laptop in the morning and you see your emails and you get that panicky feeling of, oh, I've got so much to do today. And actually, when you get started and start ticking things off, it usually abates. You're like, oh, no, it's fine. I've made some progress. If you can't get past that feeling of overwhelm and you find yourself spinning your wheels, that's a huge sign that you need somebody else to be looking at what you're doing with your time. A huge thing, I keep keep banging on about it, so I'm holding myself accountable. I want to quit emails. I hate emails. I don't want to deal with them anymore. I want someone else to sort them out for me and just tell me what to handle because they take up a huge amount of my bandwidth. I have hundreds of them coming in, needing handling. And it took a long time. It took me to join coaching for myself, talking about where I spend my time in the day. How much am I spending on my unique abilities? How much am I spending on admin, thinky-do work, buffer work? It took someone going, why don't you just get a PA? For me to go, oh, yeah, that's really obvious. What an easy solution to what I've seen as being a problem for about five years. And I felt so silly. But the thing is, though, had I gone out with that advice instead of just moaning about it and feeling overwhelmed by it and letting it drown me, no one would have judged me for that. No one would have said, oh, you're so weak. What a terrible business person. you are! I can't believe you have too many emails. Goodness me, shouldn't you be able to cope? That would never have been said. And we never say it about anybody who asks for advice or help from us. So again, we need to be kind to ourselves in terms of when we do it. But the signs of that feeling of overwhelm, that signs of not being able to see what the next step is. So you might have aspirations of maybe spending more time with your family. You know, success doesn't have to look, just look like top line growth or profit. It could look like work-life balance. It could look like, Getting an extra dog, it could look like going on holiday more often. When you don't know how you're ever going to achieve those things that you wrote down as you living your best life, that's when you need to be asking for help. And it's probably a lot sooner than you thought.
1: And they say four of the most powerful words you can say are, can you help me? Because very few people will turn down that. Even if you went up to a stranger in the street and said, can you help me with something? Pretty much all of them would stop and help. We've got to see the best in people and say that where they can, they will do what they can to help you. So if we can reach out and be a little bit vulnerable, just give us a couple of tips, Lucy, on who to go to. You've said when, you've given us a few triggers and things to look for. But then you say, right, who is the best person to ask about this? Where do I go for help?
0: So I think it's important to recognise that the accounting world, I think, is a very different place to it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago. We've got a set of people in this space who are much more cooperative. We've got communities. We've got peer groups. You've probably got trusted people within your network who would be delighted to hear from you. Drop them a little message and just say, mind if I pick your brains about something? And they go, yeah, great. What is it? Because at some point in the future, they might need you too. So that's number one, that kind of informal peer-to-peer mentorship is very much there. Look around you. The next is more formal channels. So if you recognise you've got long-term goals and there's maybe not a sticking plaster or a quick fix or a silver bullet to do it, and you've got strategic plans, start thinking about how you're going to actually achieve those. Because, as you said, Rob, you have to do it alone. You have to do it. What what do you say?
1: You've got to do it by yourself, but you can't do it alone.
0: Exactly that. There are people out there who've walked that path and made mistakes or who can guide you to the next step on that path and help you on that journey reach out to those people and it might be you need to invest time and money and make a commitment we tend to value things we pay for more, more than those that are free uh, it's part of our psyche we might need to make a commitment to create time and space to do it but make those commitments to yourself in terms of what your personal development plan is and have a blooming personal development plan just because you've been doing it for 15 years doesn't mean that you're exempt from needing to do personal development we should all be growing all the time and actively and proactively doing so not just reacting to situations around us to to spur our growth so yeah create a plan and then act on it those would be the two most obvious places and then if you do have for more informal so friends family and support groups around you who can lend a hand or a sympathetic ear that's uh that's perfect too
1: yeah I'm just thinking of this book that I got from Des O'Neill from Omnipro you and I both know him who not how and it's Answers the question of if you do have a problem that needs solving, it's not a what, it's not a big project, it's not a a big deal. It's building that support structure around you where you can reach out knowing that you can't do it by yourself. Nobody will run the miles for you or do your push ups or go to the gym for you, but having that network, that support structure, that board of advisors, I guess for accounting professionals, that's what we're talking about here, Lucy, in close. Yeah,
0: and a really good analogy there you just gave, just gave them, Rob. I love that book, by the way. I love Who Not How. It's a really good book. is the gym. No one's going to go and do that stuff for you. But you could hire a personal trainer who's going to motivate you, create a program for you that's easy to follow and hold you accountable that's going to help you do those press ups, run those miles and help you achieve the fitness that you wanted. So that's a great example of if you're lacking motivation to do it or aren't finding the time, bring in a professional that's going to hold you accountable and get you to do it and who knows how to do it for you, like personalized to you. So yeah, brilliant analogy there. We've talked about sports the last, a lot the last couple of episodes.
1: <laughs> that is best practice in accounting. You accounting professionals, bookkeepers, CPAs, and you fintech professionals, it is a busy, crazy world out there. And I guess, Lucy, was are saying to them in short, don't suffer alone. Be vulnerable. Reach out. Ask for a little bit of help. That's what's going to get you where you're going faster.
0: Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting. Leading the discussion on firms that are standing out, winning work, and becoming the top performers in the accounting and fintech world. Brought to you by Dex.